This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. guys, welcome to the Bondage Gaze. I'm Sammy. And I'm Nat. And this is part two of Bondage and Humour. And we are once again pleasured to be joined by the wonderful Nick from Bound Guys. And Wolfbound. And Wolfbound. And OnlyFans. And OnlyFans. And, only and Instagram. <laughs> okay, he's on a lot of places. You can go to his Instagram to find out where. How about you just say hi, Nick? Hi, hi. everybody. <laughs> hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> I'm a real doctor. Yeah, well, it's good to know you're just as accredited as he is. Yeah. Okay, so getting to um, the stuff, uh, yeah, like, you know, it's getting, I guess, more into, like, humor or uh, comedy with bondage. Yeah, so I just have, like, a little thing here. So, um, yeah, so the thing that uh, made me think about this topic was um, the aforementioned divide I brought up in a previous episode between um, kinksters with a sense of humor and then those who kind of scoff and roll their eyes at jokiness, which you kind of see in several different things like that. I mean, I feel like it makes for good banter, but I mean, I feel like when you're just speaking one-on-one with people sometimes that that also just kind of happened and it's like oh like mm-hmm. you know you make it you, you know you're like jokey or something like that and they're just kind of like oh no like you know it needs to be this way yeah i think both have their places like sometimes you need to know when you can be serious but mm-hmm. also lightheartedness is important too you gotta have a sense of humor yeah well because i feel like with a lot of stuff that we're dealing with is i mean i feel like there just needs to be that level of lightheartedness and you know like actually like dealing with like you know tying people up it kind of helps to have that little chuckles here and there and you know just things to sort of break the ice and break the tension and everything yeah like i say i'm somewhere in the middle because i would i'd like a little bit of light humor but at the same time there needs to be a limit it can't be like slapstick silly immature humor that's just over the top <laughs> I disagree. like in some of these totally scenes can. like some of the tv scenes i don't really feel like it's that way in porn or like the bondage stuff you see on the internet but then there's some tv scenes where it's just it's too stupid to be to be enjoyable yeah tv's not there to turn you on though even though it does <laughs> and then bastards yeah <laughs> And then, I don't know, it's like that. And then also, just after meeting several kinksters, I just kind of learned that, like, all of us are a little strange, like, (laughs) our our personalities and things like that. Like, I I think maybe a better word to use is we're, we're a little scrappy, I think, because, you know, number one, a lot of us, you know, well, most of us are queer, so there's already that one thing to kind of divide us from other people. And then we also have this fetish on top of that and kind of just makes us view the world in a particular way that usually kind of causes a particular kind of you know charisma and- holy shit i didn't know i was gay <laughs> just oh, shit wait wait hang on spoiler you're alert what you're gay <laughs> is that why you've been sleeping with that guy you share a house with that that bastard tricked you didn't he <laughs> so many new things. Point out that that subtitle said the pasta tripped you. Tricked you. The pasta. Watch out for the pasta. Wait, 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 okay, okay. The pastor or the pasta. <laughs> the pasta will always trick you. The top, the religious type, not the edible type. Uh, okay, the type, the type that you generally don't. Top with like bolognese sauce and cheese. <laughs> yes, the type that you can eat, the type that you can eat but not swallow, not chew and swallow. <laughs> you're, not helping your cli- you're not helping your case. Oh, you know what I fucking mean. <laughs> yeah. It said your pastor tricked you, so your priest tricked you. Oh, I mean, I never had that problem. Yeah, that's a little bit. On- I mean, me neither. But yeah, that that was a little bit on the nose. So subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That would just be a funny title for this episode. <laughs> the pastor tricked me. The pastor always tricked me. 
Oh, I'm sure there's porn of that. Oh yeah, but, I don't know. I think that's a bit much. I don't know. I kind of enjoy. I kind of enjoy the Mormon ones, yeah. <laughs> just for the humor behind it. <laughs> I'm See, sure the Latter Day Saints do not enjoy it. Yeah, look, parodies are okay of like TV shows and that. But if I feel like if you're mocking like a religious, like organized religion, or mm -hmm. any or like a real person, like, it's a bit. It's a bit much. Yeah. Uh, was, wasn't there a Bound Guys set? I think where, where John Storm was dressed like a, a priest, like he was in a. <laughs> <laughs> that one got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, John, he had this cloak, and it just it just looked like a priest, and we kind of just went with it. <laughs> that slave was like, "Oh Lord." <laughs> Literally, yeah. Shucks. The the joke behind the old oh lord is that Slade says it a lot, and so every time I say it, I have to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I should be dead by now. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was, uh, I guess, a priest, and apparently a very naughty, kinky priest. <laughs> I mean, hey, some priests need a bit of love too. I'm sure that's true. Uh, I even I did a photo shoot when I was in college uh, with a woman who was dressed as a nun, but a very kinky nun, I guess, dominatrixy. And the the guy was a priest, a kinky priest, and he's tied up. So I mean, there's a thing, a parody. There's a good source. A lot of people want to see it. I enjoyed it. I got to tie someone up. I didn't care. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, there's a girl there, but. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's funny. It just reminds me of, of a podcast that I listened to with comedians when one of them brought up, like, yeah, it was really stressful to grow up in the 80s and, like, in a Catholic family because, like, every Sunday, like, they always have to talk about Madonna. Like, there's just always something they're complaining about, like, that Madonna did or something like that because she always fucks with religious imagery. <laughs> now it's just par for the course. <laughs> oh, Lady Gaga did this, yeah. yeah. And now it's Normal. Little, little Nas. <laughs> and they're all just Yeah, like, Little oh. Nas, yeah. I really liked that tweet that he posted. He, I think he retweeted like an advert for Lucifer or something, and he's like, well, why aren't the Christians freaking out over this? Or he said something different. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. hot white straight man can get can away with doing it. Yeah. But oh my yeah. god, a gay black man? Like, oh. Well, first you've got two. You've got two minorities there. Yeah. <laughs> people are just. Uh, we're not going to get back on people again, are we? I hate them. <laughs> not all of them. I love you. We, 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 Guys, we if you can avoid it, you. don't work too long in customer service because you will turn into jaded, bitter old cunts like us. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we love you're, you all, but, we're but if you're all a customer, you're, you're a con. <laughs> I, I, I was just gonna say, oh, well, devils. We can talk about the early devil again. We'll just move away from customers, yeah. like I want to do every day. Actually, that being said, <laughs> people, you should work in customer service for like six months a year just to understand what it's like, and that way you can empathize and not be one of those horrible people that we all hate. And get that idea of yeah, this is totally off topic, but get the idea of the customers always right out of your head because you're oh. not. That's one of the things that ticks me off because, and I'll tell you my comeback to that in a minute, but the whole point of the customer is always right isn't the customer can come in and dictate and be like, well, I want this because I'm the customer and I'm right. No, it's the yeah. customer dictates the trends. If the customer is not buying something, then it's not going to sell. So you yeah. stock that item. Basically, that was the kind of story behind the customer is always right. But these, you get these fucking Karens and these Ooh. Kyles that are like, what demanding fucking five star service? Like, well, I mean, you should get five star service anyway. But now with that attitude, they're, they're being oh, unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I've argued with plenty of customers over my time, and they're like, "Don't talk to me like that." And I'm like, "Well, don't talk to me like that." <laughs> <laughs> and, well, actually, one of my proudest moments. I'm sorry to be that guy that laughs at the, their own jokes. That it was on an overnight, because overnights we didn't care about the timer, so you would wait if you had to. And these guys ordered a dinner box. It's just me and one other person, so I parked them because it was I was at a, working at a store that I could park cars because the store was open. And I'm not going to get into that part, but we needed to park them because the other guy's order was ready. And I took anyway, I took their food out. And they're like, "You didn't say sorry about the wait." I'm like, Babe, 
I'm not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry about the wait. Oh. Yeah, like, off, don't order a dinner box at 2 a.m. Like, it takes time to make. We gotta cook everything fresh. Like, You're um, lucky you got the food in the first place. Yeah. Um, um, but, like, I would have just given a very disingenuous sorry after uh, they pointed that out. <laughs> no, no. I'd rather be straight with them. I pretty much on overnight had an attitude. Because I knew I could get away with it. <laughs> Not, I was, I gave good customer service. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't take shit. <laughs> and I still stand by that. You don't get paid enough to take shit from customers. Nope. You get paid to provide good service and be polite to customers. But the minute they start carrying on like fucking assholes, then you absolutely have a right to do the same. And what I was going to say is, people say the customer is always right. But you know what? If I don't serve you. You're not a customer. You're just some cunt loitering at the counter. <laughs> so you really want to play the customer's always right card? You're only a customer if I choose to serve you. And if you're being an asshole, I'm not going to serve you. I have set that to a customer where you're not a customer. She doesn't even go here. You, you don't go here. <laughs> you're not a customer because I'm not serving you. Anyway, if you're rude to customer service workers, you're a cunt. Yeah. But yeah. if you're one of those people that are nice, we love you. Because don't get me wrong, I had some great regular customers. Mm -hmm. I had a few ones that were really good. I'd, you'd see them coming, so you'd get the coffee made ready for them so they didn't have to wait long. When it wasn't busy and I had time to do that, <laughs> they were great. You'd have a chat with them. People like that are great, but then you get the ones that would also be regular and you'd see them come and see you make a coffee. So I thought, oh, I'll be nice to this bitch. Made her coffee for her. And she just looked at me like, okay, so you should. Not a bitch. Yeah, she she was this quarter strength cappuccino. I'm like, oh, that says all you need to know, Karen. <laughs> and honestly, I don't work in customer service anymore, so I'm gonna admit this. I used to water down her coffee because she was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's don't mess with the people making your drinks, your food. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Like, okay, I would never spit in someone's food because that's disgusting. Like, I'd never do anything that could harm them. Yeah. But a little bit of water, a little bit of extra water in your coffee's not going to hurt you. It's just going to make your coffee less enjoyable. And I'm all for that. <laughs> or actually, when I was crew, I had a guy. I was serving this guy. He was nice, but then I heard the guys behind him make a homophobic comment about that guy. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't hear exactly what I heard. I just heard like yeah. the snicker, like oh, gay, something like that. So I fucking they got a drink with half coke and like half soda water. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I would never do anything wow. like that. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, never. There was something wrong with the machine. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there was one time I did work at a casino, and the casino people, they are the worst customers. Really? <laughs> they, they think they are owed everything. And this guy came in. It was the middle of the night, and he wanted... It was hard to understand him. He didn't speak English very well. And that's okay, you know? Uh, but I finally found, figured out he wanted like 12 croissants because he takes them to his restaurant to sell them. And I go back there to bag them all up. And the girl comes up from the from the front and tells me, yeah, they're making fun of you because you don't speak English. And I'm like, excuse me? So I took the croissants and I, um, I licked every single one oh. of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Put them in the bag. Got them up there. Watched them leave. I went to the back and I went, oh my god, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> what did I just do? Yeah, that's a bit much. But... Now, uh, casino, when you work for a casino, your attitude changes towards customers. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> they were buttery croissants, though. Oh, okay. So you enjoyed a little bit of their butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so will the next person. <laughs> I won't say what casino, though. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> no, yeah, that that's a whole nother story of bad, oh, yeah. we've bad recorded, employment. We've recorded an episode a couple of weeks ago that isn't we haven't posted yet, where I've ranted about customers. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of shits over the years. <laughs> I should hope so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be storing that up. Shouldn't be stockpiling that. No. <laughs> no, I'm hoarding it. It might come in handy one day. But back to the topic at hand. What's the topic again? <laughs> right. The guest star sets the pace, do they? 
<laughs> I'm sorry, sir. This will be Nick's final appearance because we have that bossy attitude. <laughs> Unless we are tied off. <laughs> I'm a bossy bottom. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, me too. I, I don't go to where you work and slap the dicks out of your mouth. <laughs> Since this is kind of a strange topic to necessarily like talk about humor with bondage, I just have a list of bondage scenes that are usually kind of meant to be comical. And I mean, and then even when I was putting this list together, I even thought of a lot of them are like depictions of quote unquote real kink and like mainstream things because most of the times if there are kinky people in a mainstream comedy or something like that, it's usually played for laughs. I mean, one of the examples I had was uh, when Jerry O'Connell gets tied up in uh, Tomcats and yeah, like things like that of like with a dominatrix or some, you know, like something like that. And it's usually kind of sort of played for laughs, but I mean, there are other scenes kind of like in, um, I, I mean, arsenic and old lace is the, is a common one that a lot of us are familiar with. Like, I mean, it's, that's pretty over the top and meant to be ironic and funny. Um, I feel like anytime David Boreanaz gets tied up, it's usually pretty comical. I think that's one of the things I find so cute about him is he just kind of delivers like even if you know even if it's not necessarily a good scene i like that it's always kind of cheeky and kind of funny i've got to say up. though i don't think that's the case in buffy his yeah i mean his that's bondage, what i went to yeah yeah i mean there, <laughs> i think there's only one time he gets a gag and it's a really shitty thin cleave gag it is really yeah yeah but that's still not comedic yeah especially in that same not the same scene but later on yeah. in that episode or maybe it's the next yeah part of the episode he gets holy water poured on him like that's that scene always disturbed me as a kid well yeah it's holy water yeah actually yeah. I, was, okay, <laughs> I didn't know it realize it was holy water because i was like eight at the time and i assumed she was pouring boiling water on him and my grandfather's like oh no that's that amount of water wouldn't cause that much harm it's probably it must be like acid or something so i was kind of always scared of acid <laughs> after that <laughs> i think like fear of fucking sulfuric acid it's weird but and it wasn't until watching it as an I'm like, oh, it's holy water. Like, duh. <laughs> I'd be more worried if you were not scared of being poor, having acid poured on you. Well, yeah, but it's not like... I'm acid proof. It's not like everyone has acid ready to torture somebody. And i got to say that, um, Jerry, yep, kind of nope. I feel like that's sort of just pushing it a little bit, where it delves into that maybe a little bit too funny to be yeah. enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Whereas Arsenic and Old Lakes, it's on the other end where it's, it, yeah, it's got that humor to it, but it's enjoyable. And <laughs> Ghost, Ghost Rider as well with David Boreanaz. I think the only funny part is the fact that he's tied up with Christmas lights. Because it's not, it's yeah. a serious scene. It's just got that yeah. little comedic element to it. And like, and his acting is like a little kind of like over the top in it. But yeah, I mean, it's still, like, I, I still like the scene, but yeah. And then, I mean, in the scene in Bones when he's, when he's wrapped up in a carpet and then, and yeah, and then gets like a sock or something stuffed in his mouth and... Like, and then it's funny because it's like, I don't think the situation in that is necessarily meant to be funny, but I think just his acting, like his, his talking with his mouth stuffed and then like rolling off the bed is kind of played for laughs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times and it's all, it's like you said, it's always for, for laughs when bondage shows up when it's actual bondage and not <laughs> like yeah. a, a serious yeah. action movie or something. Yeah. But and I feel like with that bone scene. It's sort of one of those things you write it and shoot it without the intention of it being funny, yeah. but then there's no real way around it. You're like, this scene's going to be silly, yeah. it's going to be a bit humorous, and you just kind of have to go with it. Yeah. And I mean, and then a way that I gauge this a lot is like seeing these scenes with people who aren't into bondage. Like, because I don't, you know, when I see bondage, I don't necessarily think to laugh and everything. Um, I am paying attention to everything that's on the screen. And being, you know, being around people who aren't into it, usually they kind of laugh or something. And it's like, oh, okay, so I guess this is meant to be funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> I better laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that, Nick, when you're filming videos, you might intend for something to be played a bit more serious? But then you, there's just no way around it. Like, it just comes out really fucking cheesy. Oh, oh, every one of my goddamn oh, scenes. Yeah. Uh, there, there was one I just 
when I went to Chicago to meet with Slade and we did some scenes, man, the guy I was doing the scene with, he's supposed to be serious. He's the landlord. I'm the tenant, which was it's really just, yeah. And he's, he just comes up with this voice. We had to cut it because he's just like, don't let this coronavirus be your excuse, boy. And I'm just like, oh, um, and he's just like, cut. And I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, that. <laughs> don't know about that one. He tried to do it again. And that that's when he just immediately like hand gags me because I'm like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Oh, yeah. There have been scenes where I've tried to. Oh, actually, it was my recent one where Fake got home invaded and he chloroformed me. Mm -hmm. I started filming the scene where he's tying me up on screen and I'm supposed to be unconscious. And he said something before that. He quoted a Family Guy line. And then every time he'd come in and try to talk, I'd just start pissing myself laughing. <laughs> and even in the final cut that we used, and I couldn't figure out a way to edit it out, I had a slight grin on my face. And as he walks past, I'm like, oh, shit, I have to close. I should stop that. And then we also had to do a retake when he's taping my legs because me being me, just out of habit, I'm supposed to be unconscious, but he goes to tape my legs. And I instinctively brought them together. <laughs> yeah but also yeah, there, are scenes, there are lines that i've written for him and then he'll deliver it and i'm like oh it just sounds so cheesy it sounded better in my head yeah or and like the entirety of my two-part halloween video that i did last year yeah like in my head it worked so much better a lot of like when we were recording the dialogue where i'm telling this story i had to edit it creatively because i just kept forgetting my lines so i had to like make sure the bondage scenes were playing over the parts where I'm clearly looking at the my notes because I couldn't <laughs> fucking remember what I was saying and I didn't want that on screen. At one point I had to change the shot because you could see me flip my notes over. Um, <laughs> and like the, the narration I did at the start, I just couldn't get that sounding good. So it sounds cheesy as fuck. There's a part where he's supposed to sound demonic and he tells me to take my socks off and stuff them in my mouth and it just sounds so fucking silly. <laughs> so I'm like, in the end, I'm just, I just advertised it on Twitter as the cheesiest Halloween video you'll ever see. <laughs> Enjoy, you guys. It's hard to say that stuff and not be cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. funny because, I mean, okay, so the one example I have that I can kind of relate to this, since I don't make a lot of content, is the collaboration I did with Mike, where <laughs> he plays a news reporter, and, I mean, okay, so... I love his commitment to it and how much he was willing to do because I was willing to just give him the bare minimum and just, yeah, like, okay, do that. I don't want to demand too much from you. Um, but yeah, but one of the things was I just wanted the story to start with just like different lines that the news reporter says. And I mean, I just thought of the most ridiculous, just crazy shit because I wasn't expecting him to want to actually record himself saying these. And then when he did, I, I mean, I just found it like, I don't know, I love that he was able to deliver them keeping a straight face, like, because I can't even say a lot of the things without like at least chuckling. But yeah, like, so there was that. I mean, I really love that he was able to do that and also kind of stay in character, like, doing that and not laugh. And then another thing was that he, that wasn't in the script, I didn't expect, so he, you know, I just kind of gave him directions and then he, where, where he is, he was able to um, work on it. And then there was one thing towards the end where... There was like a notepad on his desk and he, he and there was a pen and like he just kind of wheeled himself over to it and then tried like writing something on the notepad and then the notepad just fell over <laughs> and he didn't tell me that was in there that wasn't in the script so the first time i saw it was when i was editing it and i just like yeah like like busted out laughing like so much because i just didn't see that coming at all <laughs> And it, it, it was funny because it was, you know, towards the end of the story when he's supposed to be, like, disheveled because he's, he's, he should have been tied for, like, hours and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's like, and so I guess that was, like, his last, like, you know, bit of hope. And then it just, like, just falls on the floor. <laughs> nice. Oh. What a legend, though, including all that extra stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, it was really great that he was that into it. So, you know, because it wouldn't have been like that if, yeah, it's like if he was like, eh, okay, I'll just do the bare minimum. And 
But yeah, it's like I mean, I had to tell him like immediately, like, okay, I did not see the notepad thing coming, but I love that you did that. Yeah, it's a fun little surprise. So yeah, it's like okay, so that leads me to the question. So why might it take having a sense of humor to enjoy bondage? Uh definitely because when you when you get down to it, someone being tied up just as silly. It, it you're in a position where you're not it's not normal. And being humorous about it just kind of eases the tension. It's just, you can then enjoy, you know, plus if you've got that humor in there, you know you're with someone you can trust. And that's a huge thing, obviously. Yeah, well said. But I just made it up as I went along. (laughs) Yeah, I don't necessarily think it takes a sense of humor to enjoy bondage, because obviously there are a lot of people that play it very stone-faced and serious and they still enjoy it so i guess it really depends on your personality type you know those of us who like a bit more fun i guess a better way to say is why does it take a sense of humor from your dom how do i word this like what so why does it take a sense of humor from your dom for you as a sub to be able to enjoy bondage that probably made no sense but we're gonna go with that um (laughs) Because, you know, if you are both stone-faced and you're playing it completely serious, like, you're yes sir, no sir, like, don't step out of line, and both of you are enjoying that, then it's going to work for you. Oh, yeah. But those of us who are like, no, we need a bit of light-hearted banter. (laughs) I think that that stems from me being a brat. Yeah. Oh, me too. That being being said, I kind of would like to experience one of those stone-faced doms. Like, I'd love it if Brandon just one day came home and had his dom on and was like, don't fucking step out of line. I'd probably end up instantly regretting it, but Get on your knees you now. Know, it's one of the fantasies <laughs> where I'm full on submissive, fully tied up, can't escape. I've got a dom that won't let me out, will punish me if I get a bit too annoying. Then that becomes stuck Holmes. Well, no, I'm not saying that I want to be put in that position permanently to the point where I fall in love with my captor. I just want to be in a position where I'm stuck and Fully yeah, tied, like yeah. tied up, properly tied up. No chance yeah. of escape. I, I mean, yeah, it's like, and then with that, I mean, there's just kind of the oddity of like actually like wanting to be helpless. But yeah, it's like, and then I mean, there's also the the, the things that like when you're into bondage of like you know like a gag means that you like want to means that you want to hear muffled moans. It doesn't mean that you want the person who is gagged to actually be quiet. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that one, but that's how we differ. But also, I guess in my situation, I'm more of a, I want to be the one gagged, so. it's (laughs) And if I am the one gagging someone, honestly, it's less about the sound and more about the look. Yeah. Because it looks hot. I don't care so much about the sound. Yeah, but I I could see that, though. It's like... I mean, how many gags are actually, like, actually effective? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, like, when I watch any kind of video, like, I am kind of like, okay, like, I want to hear how, you know, like, how his muffled moans sound. It, 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 like, it kind of loses it for me if somebody is stone silent when they're bounding gags. Yeah, because then they're already terrified to speak, so the gag's kind of just redundant. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, and then I think that's like another thing that kind of that also makes me think of humor is like because I mean there is kind of I don't know it sounds kind of funny when somebody like tries like speaking with a gag on. I, yeah. I think people just naturally find that odd, like to hear that. So I think most people usually chuckle or something like when, when whenever they do hear that. And I mean, somebody has recently been posting a lot of like army hazing um video and then one of the recent ones that i saw like what one of the guys who was doing like the tying and everything was imitating um the guys muffled like like moaning <laughs> just with what you said a minute ago nick i think the benefit with that though is you gag the sub yeah sure they're gonna be quiet regardless of whether they're gagged or not yeah but at the same time you gag them because you have that power to it's more oh, yeah. of a power thing. Like you've yeah. taken away their speech because you can. Even though they weren't using it, that was voluntary, but now you've just completely deprived them of that option. Yeah, the dominance is always there. Yeah, and I think that in some cases, when it's done right, is also very hot. Yeah. And it's just the TVs, the TV scenes, that's where it's always... Yeah. Like I when, think they're, if... when they're that scared to talk, it's usually they're terrified. 
oh yeah if there's too many high stakes like or if they're gonna get killed or something then that's a little less enjoyable but i guess it's sort of like when my husband might tie me up and leave me there's really no benefit to gagging me because it's not like i'm gonna scream the house down and have the neighbors find me yeah <laughs> gonna do it your husband's yeah. leaving you no don't do that husband <laughs> no but you know i don't mean leaving leaving but i mean if he'll tie me up and go out for an hour or two like in theory, it makes no difference to him whether I'm gagged or not, because I'm not going to yell out to the neighbours, and if I do yell out, he's not going to be there to hear it, but, I mean, he gives me that gag because I want it, but it's still that thing of having your speech taken away. Yeah. That is what is really enjoyable. Remind me to fly down there and just, you know, show up, wait for your husband to leave, <laughs> just to see what happens. Like, oh, he's tied up. It doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> So I think you might, if you're expecting my husband to leave and then you come in and find me tied up, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Not if I pay him the right amount of money. <laughs> it's all part of my evil plan. You're going to pay him to tie me up. <laughs> yeah, it won't be a lot. Yeah. I'm cheap. I mean, that could work. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to know you think I'm worth money having tied up, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna get a little bit flooded here. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta pay. Oh, I was thinking the point you were gonna get to would be coming into my house and after my husband leaves and tying me up. We could do that too. Uh, if you think, if you think you could take me, oh. we'll see who. We'll see who. Maybe gets I'll tied. tie you up. Oh. And depends we'll if, I'm, if I'm feeling submissive Risky. that day, I might. <laughs> I might just be like, oh no, don't, please. <laughs> No, tiny up, no. But then if I've already came, I'll probably be like, yeah, fuck off, leave me alone, and I'll tie you up instead. <laughs> and I will be like, no, stop. <laughs> Either way, someone's getting tied up. <laughs> what are you doing? Where's that, yeah. where's that sock gonna go? Oh, no, not the sock. Why did you, I don't know, the way you said that, what are you doing? It's like, like that TikTok. Where do you do it, step, bro? No, step bro. It's funny. I got most of my TikTok content from you, like, cause I don't have a TikTok. I don't. I don't really do any of that. But you always send me different TikToks. Well, yeah, I occasionally will browse TikTok, not that often. Uh, but Brent, when Brandon's scrolling through his likes, if I see something good, I'm like, oh, send me that, cause I can send it to you. I can send it to Brody, Rowan. <laughs> if you want TikToks, just send me a DM, and I can add you to my mailing list. <laughs> Uh, I think I think my one of my favorite ones was, was because it had to do with something we were talking about, like something that Australians do. Oh yeah, any of those I will get Brandon to send me so I can send to <laughs> any of you guys. Because usually it's the contrast between Australia and America. You have a good. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I think one of them was was yeah, like was like I guess the differences of parents on Christmas or something. Oh, like that. Yes. <laughs> I mean that one wasn't entirely accurate, but. Yeah. That one was more played for laughs. <laughs> that being said, I was allowed to have my first drink at like 12. No, I didn't get pissed, but I was able to have like a sip or two. Mm -hmm. I think I might have had a port and lemonade or something. No, port and coke. My dad wouldn't let any yeah. one of us take a sip of his beer because he knew oh, we ate it. <laughs> we, we were given sips of beer from a young age. Like, oh. <laughs> he, wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't give us like, here's a beer, have a beer. But, you know, as a kid, you think my dad's like, well, in case of my younger siblings when they were three or four. <laughs> have some whiskey, honey! Just, ha just have a sip. Like, yeah. one, one little sip's not gonna kill them. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but it didn't. I mean, I was too young to contest it. <laughs> my my first was in church when I accidentally grabbed the wrong communion thing uh, instead of the grape juice. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my god, it's terrible. Where's the where's the cracker to wash it down? It was just even worse. <laughs> Wafer thin piece of shit. <laughs> He's just like, I'm I'm going, I'm leaving. I left the church and never came back. That was the reason why you left the church. They gave you wine. We'll call it that. Yeah. It's the nicest way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't go into that. Is this really Christ's blood? <laughs> he must have been wasted all the time. <laughs> oh my god. I love these family guy quotes. <laughs> God, and that was like the first season. Yeah, yeah. That, I feel like that might have even been the first episode. Like, yeah, like, okay, because getting back to talking about VHSs, I remember having There's Something About Mary on VHS, and Family Guy was one of the previews on the VHS. Okay. 
Because, yeah, some VHSs had previews before yeah. you got to the movie. You had to get through them all. <laughs> like, I think a, a Ninja Turtles one I had from, like, the early 90s had a Pizza Hut commercial in it. For obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember Disney movies having, like, Disney World or Disneyland. Like, a long <laughs> Disneyland intro. Yeah. Oh my god, back when CD-ROM was, was a thing, and yeah, they would advertise some CD-ROM game. Now none of us even have a CD drive. <laughs> drive. <laughs> Alright, so, did you have a, a few other scenes that you wanted to bring up, Nat? Oh yeah, it's like, so, like, other thing. I mean, other just kind of comedic bonded scenes are, I mean, like, 9 to 5, I mean, that's just a comedy, so I feel like yeah. that's... I, I feel like that's the more extreme end, where it kind of becomes too too much played for laughs, too silly, too funny to actually be considered one of the scenes you can get off to. <laughs> or maybe that's just me. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Not with any attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't like my attitude, you should have fucking gagged me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually, 9 to 5 was one of my favorite movies, but my mom yeah. would always, like, fast forward through it, and I'm like... Never what? found out why until she, I went and bought the movie myself when I was older, and I'm like, my mom kept fast-forwarding through all the drug references. Really? Oh, but when they get high? Like, yeah, when they get off, high. Yeah, yeah, off of, yeah, like, the sun's weed, and, yeah. And I never understood that. And I, I was just there for the bondage. Yeah, I don't know if that's an overreaction or not. <laughs> yeah, you know, it we seems were young. I don't, I don't know. Really? One of the first R-rated movies I saw was Friday, so I mean that just <laughs> says a lot about my family. I don't know if that's the one I'm thinking of or not. Is that yeah. the Friday with a bondage scene in it? Or am I thinking oh no, no, no. Bondage in it. It's just, there's uh, just a lot of drugs. It's... Uh, okay, I don't know. Then. <laughs> thinking, it's I think it's the thinking... Friday from next Tuesday. I think I'm thinking of the movie. I think it was called Next Friday. Oh, um, well, Next Friday has a bonded scene yes. in it, equal to that. Where they're yeah. taped, taped back to back? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was a pretty good scene. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was the scene. That was the only scene. <laughs> there, there's no other movie with yeah. that. <laughs> attached to that. Another one, well, I always say it, the bondage is fucking terrible in it, but when Jimmy Kimmel got tied up on his show, like... Yeah. It was such a missed opportunity, but, I mean... <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one. Um, it's on Roper Mike. <laughs> what isn't? <laughs> a lot, since he doesn't update it very, at all anymore, I don't think. Oh, there's been updates, yeah. yeah. Check it out. Oh, it, it's, not, it's not, like, weekly, like most of the porn sites, but, yeah, it's kind of random, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's still updates. Okay, well, that's good. Let me... <laughs> Have a look at this. Okay. Yeah. It's not very exciting, but no. It wasn't all that bad either. Yeah, then it was played for laughs. Like, you know, it was even a whole inside joke thing with him and Matt Damon. And, but I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, it was definitely played for laughs. Ah, yeah, okay. I see what you mean. It's not, it's not great. It's not terrible. But you know, okay, here's what annoys me about scenes like that they go to the effort of taping them up to the chair, but then they use something different as the gag. Like, you've used all that uh, tape, why not give him a tape gag as well? That's a that personal mean, preference, that, I know, but... I'm like, that, that, yeah, it's like, see, that would have redeemed it for me, like, yeah. <laughs> if his mouth was taped, like, like, even if it was a strip of tape, I mean, I, I'd be willing to compromise <laughs> that, like... I suppose it's on a similar level as the Australian Idol. There was an episode where David Hasselhoff was a guest judge. Yeah. I think, I think it was the Hoff, and... He comes out at the start and he's hosting and then it cuts to a screen like it's like from backstage and it's the two regular hosts tied back to back and tape gagged and then they're starting to get <laughs> loose and <laughs> Dave Hasselhoff's looking at the screen he's like, oh shit! Like, and then one of them, they come out and they still have the tape in their mouth and one of them starts yelling at him before he takes the tape off. <laughs> I, haven't, I don't think that scene's available on YouTube or anything so no. I'm just going by a 15 year old yeah. memory. But, it was equal parts enjoyable because I didn't yeah. have much variety back yeah. then and funny. Yeah, it's well, now that you mention that, there's even a handful of captured guys' videos that are kind of like that of like, 
Like, I know there was one where a model was wrapped in, like, saran wrap or something like that, and then he was able to just, like, lift his arms and break out of it. Like, I mean, that was kind of, like, a joke in the video, but yeah, it's like, I mean... Listen, I've been that good of saran wrap, because that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't... I... I've obviously gotten glad wrapped before I get mummified, but I've never tried. I haven't tried to break out of it. I mean, it's strong. Yeah, it's surprisingly strong. <laughs> it also cooks you like a turkey dinner. Oh um, yeah. yeah, I sweat like a motherfucker when I'm mummified. Yeah, that's why I don't prefer mummified mummification. No, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, no. Honestly, I think it's probably the most popular of all the ties I've done. So I try mm -hmm. to do, I've tried to do a few of them, and I'm thinking for my one year anniversary, I might do like a mummified video. <laughs> Man, I don't got enough money for the amount of saran wrap I would need for me and duct tape. <laughs> it's just too much money. Please. I'll need a pallet of duct tape and a pallet of saran wrap. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny because I remember talking to somebody who was who you know we were kind of talking about meeting who is into mummification, and I said, okay, well, like one thing is, yeah, it's like is I fucking hate sweating. If I'm sweating, I'm not having a good time, and and I'm not going to be the nicest person. And and then two, I'm also just extremely frugal, and it's like I mean, you could still completely tie me with you know like with duct tape without having to completely, you know, cover me up in it. And so I also just kind of feel like it's a little wasteful. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking that with my first one. Because I bought, before I made content, I found on eBay some duct tape. And it looked like it was the cloth duct tape that you guys use. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe it's really good. Because we have, like, the gaffer tape here that's really shit quality. So I bought it. It was, like, $55 plus postage or $55 with postage for eight rolls. So wasn't the most expensive duct tape, but it wasn't exactly cheap, but it ended up being kind of shit. Like, you know, I'm not a big fan of the cloth duct tape. I think it's stuck better than the cheap ones you can buy at department stores. It's yeah. black and has, like, the white backing behind it. Yeah. But it didn't really work for tape gags. It kind of just ripped the hair, and I could loosen it. Oh. Like, and I'm going off topic, as per usual, but I remember reading in a Tug Story story, someone got 30 wraps of duct tape around their mouth. So I was like, you know what, I have all this tape that I don't really have to use, have anything to use with. Um, so I'm going to try 30 wraps. I still got it loose, like, instantly. I'm like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> so basically, I used that tape, started using that tape, whenever I wanted my fist taped. Mm -hmm. And I used that tape for mummification, because it's not as heavy as PVC tape, and not as restrictive. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I feel like it doesn't restrict your breathing yeah. as much. But I remember thinking, like, I've used a whole roll on my first mummification video, so it was like eight bucks of tape. Like, fuck, like, that's a lot of money just for one taping. I'm like, I don't even right. know if it's worth it. Looking back at, like, if I get one subscriber from a mummification video, it's paid for itself, but I was, wasn't was too keen on it, mainly, like, for that reason, because I also because I didn't want to have to go and buy another $55 worth of tape. Yeah. But having said that, yeah. I've since found at one of our hardware stores, they have a, it's slightly less, it's a slightly lower quality tape, but it gets the job done just as well. <laughs> and I think it's $6.30 for two rolls. So three bucks a roll. If I use two rolls of that, less than two rolls of that during a modification <laughs> session, fucking laughing. <laughs> and also now I try and do at least two modification scenes with the one mummification, like I'll just change it up slightly, like I'll add a different tape yeah. gag or, yeah. just... which is, I know it's cheating enough, but. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. I mean, cause it, it's time consuming to do all that shit. So to do five different mummifications, that's just a lot of time and tape and. Yeah. yeah like you might as well just get as much as you can out of one. And then... Yeah, absolutely. But then the problem is the last, the last time, or maybe the time before I did three, maybe three different scenes. And midway through the first one, I was like, fuck, I really need to pee. <laughs> but, and I mean, if I was like tied up in any other position, I could you know, yeah. hop, hop to the toilet or fucking worst case, get a bucket. Like, if absolute worst <laughs> comes to worst. But with my fucking crotch area all taped up, my option... That's why you do that last. Yeah, that's, even still, it was taped up for three videos. So it was still a good hour or so after that that I was oh, taped yeah. up. So... 
Yeah, it was either hold it or piss myself and then lay in a piddle. Just the ran rap type. Yeah, yeah, like it's just yeah, like yeah, in a puddle of piss. with you, like all I, your juices. Yeah, I chose to hold my bladder. It's good. Very yeah. good. Good bladder control. <laughs> Actually, okay, do you want to hear a funny piss story? Okay, it might not be that funny, but... The <laughs> other night, I had a dream I was pissing. And then I woke up, and normally whenever I wake up in the middle of the night, I have to go to the toilet. Like, I spent yeah. half my life from in the bathroom. But I woke up, like, straight after this piss dream, and I was like, oh my god, like, did I piss myself? Like, because you know when you're pissing in your dream, you sometimes piss in real life. Yeah. Apparently you do, I can't say I've... Frantically checking the bed, I'm like, okay, I can't see anything. But then I went to the toilet, and uh, without being too graphic, the stream was a lot lighter than normal. Whereas normally, middle of the night, I'm, everything comes out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, like, I must have, I, like, fuck, I must have relieved my bladder in bed. <laughs> I'm freaking out. But I couldn't find anything, so obviously I didn't. <laughs> so yeah, there was the night few nights ago where I thought I pissed the bed. <laughs> you're pissing your dreams, you piss for real. You're pissing your pants, you're pissing your pants. <laughs> I wish I could get turned up in my dreams and be getting turned up for Right. That's always so disappointing, right? Like, if you have a dream where, you, where, where, where you're tied up or you're tying someone up or something and then you wake up and then it's like, oh. Like, I don't even know if I've had any like, bondage dreams that I can remember. I know Brandon always tell me, like, Oh yeah, I had a dream we had sex the other night. Oh, last night. And I'll be like, that doesn't count. Still gotta do it. My my partner had a dream where he uh he's walking down the road and then he sees a tied up dude. And he just unties him and he's just like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He goes down the road, he sees another tied up guy. I'm sorry. He's apologizing for me. Because I'm tying up all these people. <laughs> and it just keeps going. What the hell? <laughs> He's just like, I'm sorry. I'm that sorry. is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I could get that many people to yeah. tie up. Well, you've learned your lesson. If you decide to go and tie up all these random people, you need to tie up your hubby first. Yeah, because so then he, he'll, unti he'll yeah. untie them. Yeah, exactly. So you need to tie him up first so he can't untie Can't them. have that. Exactly. I probably also don't have enough rope for all that, all those people. Well, you better go get some. It, it it just makes me think of that 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 SpongeBob episode when they think that they're on the moon and then they basically kidnap all of their friends. They have like this weird little gun thing that shoots like a net at them that instantly completely mummifies them. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I've seen that. SpongeBob, the gayest cartoon on the planet. Yeah, I still can't get my friend to realize how gay SpongeBob is. Oh, like actual gay. So there's an obvious connection between humiliation and bondage. And so I feel like with that comes, you know, needing to be comfortable with like looking silly or sounding silly or something kind of like that. So my question is, so why might someone need to be comfortable with being or looking, you know, a little silly, you know, when they agree to be tied up? Well, they, they kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, for one, if you're, if you want to be tied up, you already know you're going to look like a, like you're just silly. I don't want to say an ass because you're not an ass. Uh, but being that it's a humiliating position, you have to be okay with it. Yeah. If you get tied up and you don't like it, then you don't like being tied up in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, you might be humiliated by it, but you kind of have to just get used to that. Even mm -hmm. if you don't like it. If you like the bondage, but not the humiliation, you just have to get used to it. Yeah. Like, I would think if you're tied up, it's the last thing from your mind. Yeah, I don't know, because I guess for us who are into it, we do kind of see it as a humiliating thing being tied up because it's something we enjoy, so... Sorry, now, it's a I, different thing if it's in public. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be like, uh... Because, because yeah, because there's, like, spectacle to it. Like, I mean, kind of getting back to, like, you know, like, the hazing videos I was talking about is there's just kind of a spectacle to somebody being tied up around a bunch of people. And, yeah. But I think it's less humiliating if you're not into it, because if you're, if you're not into it, but you're tied up in public, you're just frustrated because you're tied up, you're annoyed, and you can't get untied. But it is what it is. Whereas for those of us who are into it, it's like we are putting our fetish out there for the public to see. So we're, in a way, objectifying ourselves, and people are seeing us in our element that 
It yeah. would normally yeah. be kept behind closed doors. So it adds that extra layer of humiliation. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta hide your boner. Yeah. <laughs> then there's also the kind of fantasy of being humiliated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know where Brayden had a classmate over who was over 18, like this, as an adult class. And I'm not into this guy at all. He's definitely not my type. He's just some straight bro, basically. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, oh, yeah, I would love it if they just both jumped me and I just got oh, yeah. tied up by these two guys. Like my husband and some other random dude, and I'm just sitting there. I'm just like <laughs> helpless. That's me. I'm the yeah. random dude. <laughs> yeah, you're, it'd be, it's different if it was you. You're a friend. <laughs> I'll put on a mask. I'm a random dude. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I mean, I feel like there is just like a general, like a universal kind of feeling of humiliation for it just just the fact that like if you're because just being vulnerable being helpless in front of others triggers those kinds of things to feel embarrassed yeah it's like well and then obviously i mean i guess that has to deal with being tied up in front of another person but then i mean another person obviously tied you up so there's something kind of related to that well i think there's also the element of being tied up in the same vicinity of a group of people. So you're kind of tied up in public, but it's not really in public. So for example, if when this friend came over, if Brandon had typed, like hogtied me and shoved me in a room, I'm in there tied up. They're out here, like everything's normal. The friend has no idea that I'm tied up, but yeah. here I am, helpless. I can hear everything going on around me. Oh, then you get to do That's the fun joke. So where's your, where's your partner? Oh yeah, he's just, he's tied up with some stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, that, and then, okay, and then another thing is, like, I mean, something that I feel like I've always kind of had, but I didn't really start thinking much about it until, like, the last couple of years, is I always find myself, like, very attracted to, like, you know, like, stand-up comics or comedic actors or, like, men who are generally funny, and I mean, I'm sure there are other things kind of that factor into that but i feel like for me like kind of self subconsciously i kind of feel like they might deal with kind of um being tied up or like you know being in a position to act act or look silly or something like that like if if they're tied up which would mean that they're like a little bit more comfortable with it because yeah it's like i mean things like because i mean i think of like my ex who what really wasn't into bondage and i would kind of you know, when we talk about what I was into, thing, I bring up, like, okay, so if I tie you up, I kind of want you to do this. But then whenever we got to it, he never really did it. Like, you know, like, he never really made any sound with his gag on. And, ne- you know, never, like, really played along. He would just, like, just be there, like, tied up, and then it would just be kind of boring. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like, so I, I kind of feel like, you know, like, guys who are, you know, like, comedians who are comfortable with kind of being on the spot kind of being a little silly a little bit more lighthearted, might be a little bit more comfortable with that kind of situation but yeah yeah and that's why he's an ex ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> don't be boring <laughs> but yeah no you you kind of have to have a, a good sense of i think a good sense of humor about yourself or just be okay with yourself being tied up if you're if you're tied up you're not in control anymore <laughs> like when i'm when i'm tied up it's i'm not thinking about that stuff anymore i'll go back and watch my video and be like oh god people are watching this no <laughs> but they like it so i guess it's good yeah no yeah it's like i mean that's exactly how i felt like with a one like official bonded session i had where i was the sub and um, the guy just, you know, we spent a weekend together, he he tied me up, you know, each of those days and everything like that, and took pictures and recorded me and everything, and then with, like, looking at, you know, because I keep thinking that I'm going to look a certain way or something like that in the videos, and then I watch the videos, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I hate the face <laughs> I was making. And where are these videos? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen some of them. I hate all of them. <laughs> yeah, actually, there was one time Brandon tied me up, and at this one point, time? <laughs> one of many... <laughs> and it was pre-Instagram, pre-OnlyFans, yeah. before all that. But he did take some photos. And at this point, he was taping my eyes, but we could never get it in a position where I could actually not see anything. Like, I could still, even with the tiniest crack, I could still see something, and it was starting to annoy yeah. me. So he did, like, strips of tape long ways over my eyes, mm-hmm. and then taped, then did tape over the top. And I thought, oh, yeah, cool, it would look all right. 
And then Tahi took photos. The photos, and it just looks so fucking stupid. Because <laughs> he just got these rigid, like, just rough <laughs> strips of tape because he's just torn them willy-nilly. Yeah. They just look so shit. <laughs> you need one of those face masks. And then the duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's a similar reason why, in a lot of my videos, I don't get my mouth stuffed, like, fully. Because, yeah, a regular session, he'll stuff two socks in my mouth, tape it. But in, when you're filming it, it just looks so... It makes the face look really puffy and just look looks, like a chipmunk. Yeah, look fat. It's not. It's it's not. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, let's not get into, <laughs> let's not get into how unflattering hog ties are. Yeah. We already discussed that with Mike, and he made that, me feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's feel, a different episode. <laughs> he made me feel a little bit bad by saying yes, hog ties are notoriously unflattering. To be honest, I thought it was just me. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Even the really muscular guys, it's still a little unflattering. I guess because I'm so like, oh my god, this guy looks so hot, hogtied. I'm not noticing anything, any body parts that might be slightly unflattering. Yeah, and then the angles that are taken, because I'm even thinking of like there, there are some thumbnails on captured guys of when a guy is hogtied, and but like from the angle, it just kind of reminds me of like a rubber ducky of like how they kind of. <laughs> How, how they kind of look, you know, because they kind of curve up, and I don't, I don't know, it just reminds me of that, just because the angle, and then you see, like, their face, and then just kind of parts of their limbs kind of pulled behind them, and... <laughs> okay, yeah. random thought. I find it strange that you just call them rubber duckies. What, what do you Why? call them? Rubber duck. Oh. But they're duckies! <laughs> but, like, I think that's, like, the official thing you call them, right? Like, a rubber ducky. Yeah. Whereas here, yeah. Well, I mean, don't, I could be wrong, but I've never heard an Australian call him a rubber ducky. Not that everyone's constantly talking about rubber yeah. ducks, but whenever I'm going to need you to go out and do a, a research on this. <laughs> go, go do a poll. Maybe. <laughs> Is it rubber ducky or rubber duck? Then again, I was wrong about the people listening to music in the shower, so because I put yeah, that to. Oh yeah, I put that to a poll, because Brandon listens to music, and me, when I go for a shower, I'm in there to shower, not have a fucking rave. <laughs> Some people, it, for me, it's one or the other. It's whether or not I just want something to entertain me. Yeah, I'm like, well, I, I like taking baths, and if I have time to take a bath, I usually, like, listen to a podcast or something, but, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm showering, it's like, okay, like, five minutes in and out, like, uh, yeah, I'm not really listening to anything. I miss my bath. I don't have a bath in, in this house. <laughs> oh. I need oh. a house so I can get a hot tub. <laughs> I mean, if I had a hot tub, yeah, like, I, I, that, I mean, yeah, like, I would do that a lot, but, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice, a spa bath with a beer right now. Oh, yeah. Just chilling in the, in the spa, or hot tub as you would call it, with a nice cold beer. Well, see, now I'm thinking about a hot tub and then having a guy tied up in the tub. Because <laughs> it's not, it's, as long as they don't slip under, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave them, obviously. Safety first, people. Yes, always safety first. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that, that actually reminds me, uh, I, I know one of the last episodes we did, we talked about a, a, a kink.com video, something that had like some horror elements or something in it, but one of the things I remember most is a guy tied up in the tub, but I mean, there's no, there's no like water or anything in it. He's just in there and then i don't know why like one thing that i always just liked about it is when the guy is kind of taken out of the tub and i mean he's kind of a i think he's even bigger than you know the dom in the video and everything and he, so he's kind of dragging the guy but then the guy is also kind of like trying to walk but it, with his feet tied together so <laughs> just taking very little steps like i i've just always loved that like little tiny detail that's another reason i wish i had a bath because I would love to do a couple of bath scenes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, like, I remember... Oh, yeah, well, because, like, with Tiger UK, how they had a roped and soaked thing, like, mm -hmm. I didn't I even know. realize it was that prominent of a thing. Um, but, yeah, I remember in one of my story things, I think somebody brought something up about 
being tied up in a bathtub or shower or something like that. And then I described a certain scene that I really liked. And then immediately Gav started messaging me asking like, oh, well, was that of me? And I was like, God, I don't remember. It was so long ago. And then I, I described, you know, what the model was wearing and everything. And then he, he would send me a picture that was pretty close to what I described, but it wasn't the picture. <laughs> and I was like, no, but I think this. And then he'll send me another similar one. And I was like, shit, they did, they did roped and soaked a lot, didn't they? Like, yeah, I mean, I remember roped and soaked, but I don't remember it being that prominent. Well, something yeah, less prominent. Like, I mean, he, had, he had several different pictures, like several pictures from several different sets to show me of that, of just him. So, yeah, I was just like, wow, I didn't even realize that was as much of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say I did either. So, Nick, before we wrap this up, was there anything else you wanted to say? Anything you wanted to say to our listeners? Give yourself uh, a bit of a plug for your pages, I guess. What pages are you talking about? Are you talking about my OnlyFans? You can plug anything you want. <laughs> and if I don't like it, I'll edit it out. Well, don't worry. There'll be some plugging. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I uh, have an OnlyFans. It's uh, under Nick, a.k.a. Titus. Because that's my model name, and I let everyone know my real name anyway. So I don't know why I have a model name, but we're not going to go into that. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Catch me on Instagram, but basically it's the OnlyFans. Uh, also, Wolfbound.com, lots of beefy men, people. It's hot. <laughs> Boundguys.com, a lot of twinks. Kadif, I need you to get more than twinks. <laughs> Tired of it? <laughs> you know, I give him shit about the twinks all the time. So I think it has a nice. Yeah, yeah. Variety. I I feel like over the past year, there's been a lot of a lot more variety, like a lot more cubs, a lot more. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's trying more, but I'm still gonna give him shit because that's his favorite. <laughs> I'm just like, you're a big dude. You're gonna snap them in half. <laughs> These poor twings, and all his costumes are for little people. And he's like, oh. here, put this on. I'm like, where my foot? <laughs> Because that's all that's going to fit in there. Whatever. That's... <laughs> Love you, Kadif. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's the end of Bondage and Humor. Uh, once again, we would like to thank Nick for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we can Thanks let you out of your cage time. now. I'm going back in my cage. Go back to I'm your sorry, sir. in Bondage. <laughs> okay, so until next time, um, I'm Nat. And I'm Sammy. And this is the bondage gaze. Bye, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye.